Hello, this is Beehive Skeptics. I'm Shane, how you doing? Our purpose is to promote science and critical thinking in Utah. This is my co-host, Kirsten. Hi. The lovely Kirsten. The lovely Kirsten. How you doing? Uh, tired, but here. We're here. Coffee. Coffee, yes. Yay, coffee. <laughs> This is, a, this is our second podcast, our second I have podcast. to say. Yes. So, on our first one, we did not explain skepticism. Oh my God, no, we did <laughs> not. To be fair to me, I was trying to lead you in that direction. I don't take hints very much. Uh, no, no, no. So, let's start there. Okay. I mean, it, it, just in case there's anyone listening who is new to this and wants to understand what we're doing here you know and i get this question asked a lot and i've been refining a perfect answer to it and i'm still not there <laughs> but the per but what skepticism is is a uh the pursuit of a scientific standard of evidence in your everyday life it's scientific skepticism that that term was first coined by Carl Sagan. Look him up. Awesome guy. And I like to always say there are no perfect skeptics. A perfect skeptic is someone who doesn't believe a single thing that is not substantiated by scientific evidence. Um, but that's, of course, impractical. No one can do that. Um, you can't go every day and say, you know, yeah. I don't believe that until, you know, you go through and do a study of 500 people and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, however, it's a ideal. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you say? Because I hear people say to me when I bring that up of like, oh, but science changes and they don't know, even know. Science doesn't even know. that Things are changing all the time. And even they can't say that they 100% know something, right? And so, to me, that's just confirmation bias. Like, okay, well, let's say they 99% know something. Why are you pointing to the 1%? Well, you know, that's people part confuse, of it. People confuse science with knowledge. Okay. Science is not knowledge. Science is the pursuit of knowledge. Okay. So science will always adjust its views on the current available evidence. True. They're willing to be skeptical even of their own research exactly. to discover new truths. Yes. The philosophy of science is based on skepticism of the current data. Uh, skepticism yeah. of the current. Yes. I just see people who kind of, they get that, but then they want to quickly excuse it. Oh, absolutely. Right. And they use that as a reason to like, well, I don't really have to listen to science because they're changing their mind. It's like, well, you probably want to listen to it if they're saving your life with a medical intervention yeah. that they've you know, <laughs> learned can save your life. So why are you nitpicking it here? Right. Yes. And that's exactly why it's it's so important that um, that scientific uh, understanding includes the scientific process and how we come to do science. Science is a verb, not a noun, people. It's a verb. <laughs> we are doing it's science. We're not having science. We're doing it's a it. process. Exactly. The process of thinking and interacting with the world. And yes. And so 
what I like to do is when I'm explaining, or at least I try to, uh, when, I, when I'm explaining or trying to learn about a new cool science thing, the first question I ask is, how do you know? Mm-hmm. So what that involves is how did you learn this? Um, usually that means reading scientific studies and learning how they did the study and how um, they came to their conclusion. Um, so science isn't just about this is fact. It's about how do you know that fact? Right. And so when you approach somebody who says, well, science is always changing. Well, let's talk about why it changed. Let's talk about the new information they received that forced them to change what they currently believed. And that is the conversation we should be having. That makes sense. And also understanding when a scientific paper is shit. Yes. That was something that I did learn. That knowledge is not really in my head anymore. But when I was doing my undergrad in social work, that was one of the classes of understanding how to read a research article to see if maybe they didn't do their research properly so that you can understand, is this something that makes sense or is this not something that we should be basing our interventions off of? Exactly. And that actually is a very good segue into what we're going to talk about. Oh, today. yes. <laughs> uh, I was, you know, glorious or going around Facebook, and as you do. The glory of Facebook. The glory just of Facebook. And I came. So much shit you can come across. Oh, so much. Well, in this particular case, I came across a post from, uh, it's the, uh, uh, what is it called? The Energy Healing Conference. They're here in Utah. Uh, they apparently do it about twice a, twice a year. This one was in Ogden. And uh, Tammy, who was the owner of the, um, of the uh, you know, the, the pr- pra- what do you call it? I don't know. Yeah, the practitioner? <laughs> the, the head. Or the... Of the conference. Okay, so she was organizing the conference? Organizing the okay. conference, the organizer of the conference. And uh, she was promoting a Reiki healer. And she she says, uh, you can view seven pages of article research, including PubMed and other information here. Uh, the NAOP, OEP, excuse me, the NAOP, <laughs> the National uh, Association of Energy Practitioners. Oh, okay. Um, uh, an organization that we have come to love has completed such a great information on the efficacy and modality of Reiki. Mm -hmm. All right. So in other words, she's saying... She's using a lot of big words. A lot of big words. yo, I use in big words and I'm using acronyms. I mean, I even threw in a PubMed. Mm-hmm. So this shit le- legit, y'all. Yeah. So she's playing the numbers game. She's saying, oh my God, this seven pages of studies are all proving that Reiki is real. Um, and what exactly was she saying? That Reiki is real? Or what is she saying that Reiki is doing? Well, that's a very good question. Okay, she just said this is. these are studies about Reiki's efficacy. Exactly. But what is it? And effective the, at doing well and then she proceeds to use the argument of authority uh saying you know i've been held i know a lot of physicians who have been reiki masters for 30 years and i know attorneys that are reiki masters and people who live in new york and oregon this is no local to you thing uh-huh. and so she and so she, basically she's saying hey here's reiki it works i know some people that use it in the medical field and that's it 
Okay, so at no point does she say what it actually does. No, and I, what I learned when I'm actually pushing into this is that they are trained not to. They. Uh, like, what do you mean they're trained not to? Energy healers have gotten in trouble in the past for claiming that they heal certain things. Like they, they right. first started out saying this will heal your pain. This will. Um, cure your cancer right well i have seen things like that where people have claimed that it could replace medicine essentially exactly yes um there have been enough lawsuits (laughs) to uh to make it so that they specifically train people not to say this anymore and that was revealed in my conversations with tammy when i was when i was pushing and going into the conversation she was like no we can't say it heals anything because i was pushing for that what exactly are you saying it heals and and she would was no, she knew better than to give me any specifics. So it just a lot of people use it. It's effective, but I can't tell you what it's actually doing or yes. how it's effective or any of that. Yes. But I'm telling you, this shit works. This shit on works something. <laughs> on something, exactly. <laughs> on whatever you want it to work on. Uh, exactly. And I was having a talk with someone else who said, and this, this, I didn't copy this or have this prepared or anything, but I, I was having a conversation with another Reiki practitioner who uh, was saying, you know, well, heal is different than cure, and I was like, yeah, okay, then what does it heal? Right. <laughs> she was like, well, it heals everything. Okay, well, give me some specifics. What exactly do you mean by heal? Right. And I still have yet to got an, get an answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they're, they're at least be, have evolved and become smart enough not to say that it cures anything. Right. And they've learned not to be specific. However, my my mother, who is a you know certified Reiki practitioner, um, has claimed it cures bone or will heal broken bones she's claimed it will heal cancer so i know that in inner circles do claim that it does this they they just don't one thing that i've noticed when i was in that world more is that people would diagnose themselves with something they would literally have no idea what the actual problem was Um, You know, they might do muscle testing or something and just assume, oh, I have this issue. Okay, well, I'll treat it with Reiki. Well, now I'm feeling better, you know. And so they're kind of creating a problem that may or may not exist and then treating it with Reiki. And then if the problem goes away, then, yeah, you know. I I hit my arm and I was pretty sure it was broken. It was really bruised. It really hurt. I never went and got an x-ray. I never got medical care, but... I did Reiki on it. Now it's feeling better. Well, it was probably a sprain. Mm-hmm. I mean, realistically. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've noticed that a lot, how people kind of talk themselves into... Oh, yeah. And that's that kind of subjective evidence is their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And then, like, what, what people need to... I mean, this is our failure of science education. Like, yeah. Science is a verb, and you're not doing science. <laughs> you're right, just, yeah. You're just saying, oh, I think this works, and, and then calling it science, and that is not science. Right. So go. Uh, so I, I say, oh, great, you sourced your studies. And so I look at these studies provided by the National Association of Energy Practitioners. Um, you remember when you're in sixth grade and they tell you to do your first study or do a, you know, a, a one-page review and 
and you, you know you, you got to add extra to it so you just oh yeah so you kind of have to bullshit a little bit too yeah so <laughs> so this seven pages of studies quote unquote it's really just 50 studies okay double triple spaced <laughs> making a lot of room between Lar the large yeah. font okay uh so they really spread it out so these 50 studies i mean 50 studies on reiki is pretty good the fact that there's only there's 50 is kind of surprising to me oh well so this has been really yeah there, into. That, that we'll get to that we will get to this <laughs> tell me more and so the the literal first study i looked at uh from that list i it was a pubmed article it was actually a very well done study uh they had proper controls um, and they had four groups. Uh, one of one was a actual Reiki practitioner. Another was just being touched and doing the movements like a Reiki practitioner, and the other and the other person had no experience. Uh, the other was a control control group, and the other was a placebo. Uh, the control group just had nothing. The placebo sugar pill. Um, the results of that, I, I just skimmed right down to the results. I didn't have to look at anything else. Just looked at how the study was done and the results. Neither Reiki nor touch had an effect on pain or, or any of the secondary outcomes. All outcomes measured were nearly identical among the four treatments during the course of the trial. So she posted a study saying that Reiki is effective clearly did not read the study literally the first study so in the group of 50 you, she's got 50 <laughs> studies here where there's a possibility that all of them say that reiki is not effective but she's she's not guessing that anyone's going to read them huh. well it, uh, she just has to say oh research has been done on it yeah and it's effective yeah. you don't you don't have to actually read the conclusions yeah and okay. She, she was just literally just well. This is I. I don't. I don't blame. Well, I blame Tammy for not doing the legwork first. Like you don't promote something if you don't look at it first. Why are you promoting this? Well, and I think this is my personal issue with Facebook is that that is the breeding ground for people to not have to think about things. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh, I read this. I read that. You know. So there it is. Mm. You know. It just. It just exists. Yeah, <laughs> it, exactly. it suddenly is in reality. Oh man! So I pointed this out, and Tammy's response is, "You can't, you can't knock just for one bad study." And I'm like, "Well, you're the one that posted this stuff, right. but okay." And so I, being thorough, <laughs> went through all of the fifty studies, and um, overall, it was just you know, what are they? Are they? proof of reiki are they not what are they actually saying they're proof of um so i kind of categorized them as positive mixed results negative results and not relevant um of all of these 50 studies mm -hmm. eight oh were negative okay i was gonna thought i thought you were gonna say eight were positive because no. that would have been hilarious okay. <laughs> that would have been hilarious so eight were just like reiki doesn't work reiki eight. Reiki yeah. doesn't have not an effect, exactly. have any effect on anything. Okay. Eight had no effect. Okay. They were all negative. So now we're down to 42 studies. Yeah. Uh, 17. Yeah. Not relevant. Okay. Had so what do you mean do. by relevant? They weren't even studies. They were articles. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So 
articles just saying what? Well, one of them was saying, well, there were a few that were advocating for a Reiki program in a hospital. Okay. Uh, there were others saying, um, saying just what Reiki is. Um, and, and none of them were actual studies. Like okay. Of we actually have a group of people and we're testing whether or not this works. And, uh, so, so uh, this is really surprising to me because what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would imagine if I were in her role, I was promoting something. I would really want to know what I'm putting out there. Right. <laughs> I, I wouldn't just be like, oh, this looks good and copy and paste, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... I'm math and stuff. I can't do math, but we're down 17 more. Yeah, so we got 25 left. Okay, thank you, math. Uh, and then two of them were just mixed. We're like, we can't really tell. Right. Okay, so. So just mixed results. Okay. Which, you know, yeah. So then 23. 23 were positive. Okay, so 23. So less than half mm -hmm. positive results about Reiki. And what did they say? They said that Reiki was good at relaxing you. I would agree with that because yeah. I've had Reiki done and it felt really nice. Yeah. Laying down for a minute in a room and having some, somebody attend to you. Soothing music. Very soothing. Um, sure. It's absolutely yeah. relaxing. It says it reduces stress. Right. Okay. So it's like kind of, I mean, to me, it's like I'm usually in a meditative state. Someone's taking care of me. It's like someone giving me a massage, right? Yeah. Related to that. And I just realized we probably didn't tell anybody what Reiki is. Holy shit. Do you guys know what <laughs> Do Reiki is? Do you know what Reiki is? is? Uh, well, Reiki is, uh, the, the claim is that uh, a Reiki practitioner or a Reiki master will put their hands just above you. Maybe no, no, half no. an inch, an inch. No, you put your hands on them. Oh, you put your hands on them. Yeah, perhaps I should do this because I actually was a Reiki practitioner. Oh, so okay. we'll get into that in a minute. But no, you, you are... Basically channeling, you are just an instrument channeling hmm. and you use certain symbols and um, you put your hands on different parts of their body, um, sometimes not touching them, sometimes you are touching them depending on you know, their comfort level and what area of the body it's at. Um, but I would say most of the time I was touching people yeah. or, or just about touching them depending on where I was at. Um, and yeah, you're you're channeling, and you have you have. There's a whole spiritual practice behind it. There's a a lineage that you're a part of, mm. uh, like a spiritual lineage, and you're you. This is passed down. You know these gifts. Mm. Uh, I hear it's something like you're you're flowing energy through yeah. your body into theirs. And there's a lot, like like with Tammy brought up a lot of chakra healing. So there's a lot of like chakra involved. Yeah, energy, and like your, yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, the, so none of these studies addressed um, this energy. Um, none of them uh, were able to say whether or not this energy did anything other than relaxing anyone. And any benefits involved were, you know, a slightly reduced pain, which does happen with just relaxing um, or meditation or anything like that. Um, and uh, uh, stress, right? Uh, re relieve stress. Mm -hmm. It was any of those benefits were, you know, positive in 23 studies which also you know likely didn't control much for just you know meditation for example or other right way. like what would be the same results if you just did meditation because there's been a lot on mindfulness and meditation 
that have shown the same thing. Exactly. And so that was my response to Tammy. I was like, well, how do you know? Or why is Reiki better than meditation? Why don't I just take a meditation class, learn how to meditate myself instead of paying these Reiki practitioners anywhere from twenty to five hundred dollars? Five hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, there's a five hundred dollar class to be a level one Reiki master. Mm, it's right. Just a I get whole, what you're saying. Okay. You know, it's a whole thing that All you right. can get into. It's a business. When there's plenty of free ways just to learn mindfulness and meditation or you know insurance covered ways to go to a therapist and learn proper meditation techniques <laughs> right so I've, I've used meditation for pain management mm -hmm. yeah and so her response was well let me show you more studies okay I ended thanks, up, Tammy. <laughs> thanks, Tammy. Oh my gosh, thanks, Tammy. Like, I have so much faith in your ability mm. to show me studies that oh, are yeah, going to... Absolutely. <laughs> I just feel like she totally bypassed that. Uh, like, let me just dump all this shit on you and see if you're really going to look yeah. into this. And then, uh, I mean, so the National Association of Energy Practitioners, uh, if you read their website, it's just like... It, it, they're actually a business teaching people how to do Reiki. I believe this is where I found the five, five $400 class on Reiki. It was through their website. So they're selling something. And they're the ones posting all of these studies saying, hey, these are free. Or, I mean, these work. Uh, if you read through... I mean, if I see this as a six-year-old trying to show... Or trying to do their homework, doing a search of... You know, scholarly articles on on Google, and instead of reading any of them, just copying and pasting. Them oh yeah, like I'm pretty sure I did that. Yeah, <laughs> at some point in my high school career. Right? So they just posted them in. No one bothered to read, and then they double spaced them and made it look impressive. There's seven pages when there's really only fifty uh, articles, which you could all put on one page, frankly, if you did properly. <laughs> um, and and she gives me another. I think it was. 500 articles. Five articles. Though. Are these include scholarly articles or just are, I mean 500. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> I haven't been able so I one thing is I haven't been able to go through them all yet. I just like imagine you like trying to get this person's attention and her just having a cannon and blasting paper at you that is to exactly get you to shut what's up. What's happening? <laughs> that is exactly what's happening. So for those of you interested in, in skepticism and skeptical activism in Utah, Beehive Skeptics is currently doing a project where we go through all of these. My goal and my hope is to have all of these articles printed out with an analysis uh, on paper, and I will show up and have a booth at the skept or at the energy healing conference next year. I'm gonna buy a booth and I'm gonna be ready with all of these papers. My image in my head is someone will come up to me and say what about all these studies on reiki and i pick up this giant binder and slam it on the table it's and say i've been through them all yes it has to make a thump a, a thump and uh and that and that will just shut them up and i can be like okay you're ready to move on will it shut them up though no it will not so this is the thing that i'm confused about because when i got into reiki I was kind of shifting out of being a Mormon, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I can see how the New Age spiritual movement is really appealing to a lot of women because 
our spirituality has always gone through men. Um, I mean, obviously, I grew up Mormon, so it was always through that kind of patriarchy and how they have set up the Mormon church. But, like, I don't really know a lot of other churches. I mean, we're, we live in a patriarchal world. I was trying to think, is there other churches where it doesn't go through a man? I, I don't know. I There are other churches, but they're usually, like, um, the lighter churches, uh, the more... Like, where they're not... Like Pentecostal, I think. Yeah. Or, uh, I'm not extremely sure what the names are, but there are <laughs> Just churches. Just throw Pentecostal. That sounds... <laughs> That sounds like it might be a zinger there. But I think there's just a Bible verse out there that says, you know, the man is the head of the house and the yeah, head, yeah. spiritual head, right. and blah, 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 and they just take it to Yeah. So I get, like, how the New Age spiritual movement, because when I was in it, there was a lot of women in it. And it's like, okay, well, your spirituality always had to go through a man before. Uh, now you can empower yourself. Um especially women who have been like gaslit or not allowed to be intuitive. It makes sense why now you're, you're holding on to this because now I can claim back my intuition and validate these feelings and things like that. Um, my problem was just how that ended up playing out. And I guess I'll get into that in a minute. But when I did Reiki, um, it was presented as a spiritual thing um when i started seeing that there were like schools and you could go in somewhere like almost to get a massage or whatever or um you know almost like it was um a, a healing center like they they presented themselves as doctors when i started seeing these things pop up around the nation i was like hmm i wonder why they would do that because to me, it's not a medical thing. It never has been. Um, I don't think I ever charged anyone for it when I did it. And one of the main things I did, there was a woman who had every week would have cancer patients come in. And it was always women. I don't think there was any men there. And we would just, there were probably like 10 or more of us. It was, we were trying to fit around one person. We'd all give her Reiki at the same time, basically. Um, just because they're going through some really, really hard shit. A lot of them were on chemo. They weren't ditching regular medicine. And we weren't saying that we were healing them in any way. Um, it was just more of like helping them through this process, right? Um, so I'm not sure why it's created this whole other thing where people are like, yeah, we can, we can heal you and it's effective. Okay. Well, we know it's not, it's very relaxing. And honestly, I would love to be on the other end of that, of just having a bunch of women have their hands on me and just like loving energy towards me, you know, mm -hmm. just, that would feel great. I would be down for that. But I stopped doing it because I was like, is this even real? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I'm not saying that like uh, that wasn't good experiences for the, the women that I was working with, but is this real? And can I 
say in front of people, no, this is real and I'm really helping people and I, I have information that you don't have. Uh, no, I don't think I can say that. Right? Yeah. I don't, I don't think anyone can. I, well, <laughs> but some do. They have a lot of confidence. So, um, one of the things I struggled with because I was a mental health therapist. I don't think I was particularly good at it, but I learned some things. And I recently, a couple years ago, worked with a woman who's trying to help incorporate some of this new age spirituality into social work because what she was finding was that a lot of people didn't want to go to actual therapists when they needed help. Uh, they're having an issue, I'll go to a life coach, I'll go to a tarot reader, I'll go to all these other things because that's their spirituality, that's how they make decisions, and um, they really need a therapist, they need someone who's trained, who is accountable to somebody, and instead they're going these other methods. And what she found is how or what she was saying that she was concerned about was people are going to these other places and they're getting taken advantage of obviously there's those people that just know that they're frauds and they're just taking advantage of you um i think there's people that are genuine but don't have the correct information don't really have the tools to help people and then i think there's the people who um kind of start putting themselves as an expert over you. That's what I started to experience in that world um, uh, of just like women telling me, and you know, it's like, I didn't even have this much when I was Mormon, like people telling me what to do. <laughs> but now that I'm in this new age spiritual world, I've got all these women pointing out what's wrong with me, uh, where, what I need to work on in myself, um, <laughs> and how if I do that, uh, you know, my life will be better. And, um, I, you know, it, and so many times where they'd say, oh no, this is the path you should take. And this is what you should do. And I'd be like, well, that doesn't feel right to me. I don't want to do that. Like, this is who I am. You know, I want to pursue this as my career. I want to pursue this as where I live. This is the people I want to date. And I've had so many people be like, no, no. Just straight up telling me, like, no, that's not what I'm getting for you. I'm getting this for you. Mm. Yeah, and they, I, I believe they said that you were supposed to be an energy healer, right? Yeah. I've had some people say that that was my calling, and I'm like, but I don't um, know. <laughs> Just like, I feel like anyone who ever, I mean, and this is my fault because I've never really shared my skeptical side. Even when I was doing all these things, there's a part of my brain of like, Eh, it's probably just a placebo, but if it's a placebo that helps, I'm okay with that. That was kind of how I thought about it at the time. Um, so I've always had that skeptical thinking. And so when people want me to be all in, I'm like, I feel like you don't know me at all, but maybe that's my fault because I'm too afraid to say anything about it because then it will be, I'm the person that's blocked, right? Like mm -hmm. you're just blocking the energy and mm -hmm. you're, you're not... Uh, tuned in like I am yeah. and this right. is what you should actually be doing 
and you're wrong and I'm right. And it's like, what? It's all not very uh, non-falsifiable. Um, right. Just, you know, I'm right no matter what. Right. Heads, I'm right. Tails, right. I'm wrong. So it's like, okay, we had the the patriarchal uh, Mormon, you know, and, and you come across some of those men that really thrived in that world of being in charge and being the spiritual head. And in the New Age world, I'm finding a lot of women who really thrive in that world, being the spiritual head. Mm. And... They just know it all. And I, I called one woman out on it once. Um, she was someone that I was friendly with. And um, she, she'd done things on me before and told me what to do with my life. And I disagreed with her, but we stayed friendly. Um, but she posted something once on Facebook that I was like, do you have any evidence for this? And she said something along the lines of, there aren't facts to support this truth in this reality. There aren't facts to support this truth in this reality. Yeah, like if something along the lines of, what I know isn't always supported by facts in this reality. I, I love I love how in I, the new age, like everybody there's like your I, I hate the words your truth. Oh, that's your truth. It's like I get subjectivity. I get that there are certain things that not even like are true to you, but are like your perspective. And I get that. But god damn it, there is only one reality, people. There's only mm-hmm. one objective reality. You cannot <laughs> Sorry. No, I no, yeah, Ooh. I seriously uh months, months, that would just pop in my head and I'd just be like, What is she saying? Like, you're right, there aren't facts to support <laughs> you. There just aren't any facts. So we're agreeing, but it sounds like you're saying it in a way of like, you're still right, which is very confusing to me. So apparently there is a metaverse. Mm-hmm. She knows that in another universe that her facts are supported there. And so she can still feel good about her choices and not have to ever question her thinking. So, oh. hurrah. Hurrah. <laughs> hurrah. Non-falsifiable bullshit. Yes. Okay. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. And if it, it would, I, I will never understand anyone who um, doesn't just listen to that and immediately like, what? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, Like, who has she said that to that actually, like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody. I mean, I read it over several times. I just felt like a screw came loose in my brain, you know, trying to actually make sense of it. Which is my brain was like, we broke. We ain't ain't making sense of this. And I know there's a whole group of people out there that think that, you know, how do they say it? Um. I was listening to the a recent investigation with Ono Ross and Carey. Check it out; it's a really good podcast. Uh, but they they were talking about Twin Ray and how they said, or, and how these people um, believe they can vibrate onto another plane of existence in another reality. The word vibrations again. <laughs> 
then. Um, Whatever that but, means. Still but, trying to figure that one out. Basically, they're going into like multidimensional and they're saying, well, our truth is in the spiritual realm, which is actually another dimension. And we have the ability to access that dimension and insert crazy bullshit here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard because I, you know, I was in that world and now that I'm out of it, um, <clears throat> a lot of my friends are like, don't know how to talk to me anymore because they worry that I'm judging them or something. And it's like, no, I don't want to tell you what to think, but I do have concerns because I see them doing what I was doing, which is believing to the point where I was making choices that were actually hurting me because I was assuming that this person was an authority and they knew better than I did. Or I saw signs mm -hmm. and those signs must mean something when maybe they didn't mean anything, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and I'm sure you don't have any experience with this. Oh, no, like, I do. I, uh, there, so there is no perfect skeptic. Every one of us has been into some bullshit before. You have been into bullshit. I've been before. into okay, bullshit. Okay, I mean, let's hear the bullshit then. Uh, I want to know what it is. I always feel like it's me over here that I'm like, uh, I did Reiki. <laughs> well, first, like from you know, from my entire childhood all the way till thirteen or fourteen, I believed all my mom's. Well, bullshit. yeah, because you were a kid. Well, and I kept applied kinesiology i would keep asking my body questions yeah uh by rubbing my fingers um or doing the balance test mm, and okay, I, I'm not I did that those. all the way up until 20 so scandal scandalous <laughs> scandalous well and then and then that's when you i like yourself a skeptic i think around i mean when i was 18 16 i was like doubting it but there were still moments where i'd be like you know and i'd try it and and you know i but but then i think it was like 20 when i was like was like one of the last things i was like okay if my body truly knows itself and my body truly knows other bodies it touches, which is something that applied kinesiology says. You can ask your body questions in that realm and know. So my wife was pregnant at the time, and I was asking it. I was like, when will my baby be born? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the date it had was uh, December 23rd, I think, or something along those mm -hmm. lines. Um, well, it was weeks off. wasn't born until January 3rd. And I, I think that well, I mean, was my final... doesn't the doctor tell you when it's going to be born? No, well, it's a range, right? Oh, okay. So my doctor was like, mine gave me like a really specific day. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Ours was just a range. I don't know. That's weird. Maybe. They're like, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. We're just guessing. Well, and then, and then the, I mean, it was, it was, um, yeah, well, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, and that was just my final test of like, okay, yes, this is bullshit. Like if all of that was true, uh, then my body would have known exactly when right. the baby was going to be born or like, um, but you know, there was, there was a lot of other things. So it was a long process to finally get rid of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you and I had to do a similar test because I was telling you, I've had a lot of weird psychic experiences and you're like, uh, it's probably confirmation bias you're only remembering the ones that came true and not the mm -hmm. ones that didn't and so i was like well let's test this and i you know got into a meditative state and tried to see what came to me and predict something and 
we had it like a date of this is going to happen on this date. Oh, yeah. 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 Nothing happened. Yeah, nothing did happen. So I was like, oh. <laughs> and honestly, it was a relief to me because I was like, I don't really want to be psychic. Right. If that's actually a thing, I would yeah. not want that at all. Yeah. So there are no perfect skeptics. We all... So it's important to come with a level of compassion when you're talking uh, to to believers. And it's it's important to remember that, hey, we were there once, too. Um, well, and I probably still am there in yeah. a lot of things. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. I know I'm dumb. I just don't know what I'm dumb about yet. You know, I'm, like I'll know in 10 years. I'm, like, constantly lying to myself. Remember when I oh, got COVID God. weight and I was like, I'm not fat. I was fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a journey. I'm just uh, like... <laughs> Yeah, babe. Oh, my God. I, like, at one point, I was just like, I don't know what you want me to do. Do you want me to tell you the truth? Do you want me to lie? Like, just tell me what you want. So, you know, it's important to write. And, that, and that's what skepticism is, is realizing that we are all fallible humans. We don't really know this world around us, but we're trying our best to understand it. And sometimes we're wrong. And again, science is a process. It's not a thing. It's not uh, the accumulation of the knowledge from that process. It's the process itself and um, what we learn from it. Yeah. Right? Yes, yeah. I agree. And so going back, because I think I started this thing like 10, 20 minutes, 30 minutes ago, mm -hmm. but I, I realized I didn't actually complete it. Yeah. Um, so a woman I worked with a couple of years ago, um, her business novel path, if I remember her name's Paigey, she was working with the National Association of Social Workers to create a class of how can we bring new age spirituality into our sessions? Because that's something you learn as a social worker of how to honor people's spirituality while also bringing in actual things that have been proven to work and so that these people aren't going outside of themselves outside of these professionals to seek help and uh, getting things that might answers that might hurt them um, and one example I can give of someone that got hurt and I don't want to go into a lot of detail because this is not someone that I asked permission from to share this story but essentially they were being told to to take a lot of substances to help them with their mental health stuff and this was a, you know a healer and they ended up having a psychotic break and ending up in the hospital and that's just one example sorry i needed a drink one example of many where uh that's going on and so that's another thing that I would implore people to be skeptical about is who is your life coach? Who is your healer? I've had a lot of uh, healers. I'm doing quotes right now. Uh, and I've had a lot of good experiences with them. Um, a lot of times they were just there to support me, to validate, to empower me, um, to help me feel better about a situation that had been really crappy. And then there's the healers that are uh, really telling you what to do as an authority figure and could be leading you down really dangerous paths for your mental health, for your relationships, etc. Especially 
you know, a life met a lot of light workers that they just feel like, oh my God, like I just am filled with the spirit and I have these gifts and I want to give them. Uh, they all talk like that. I don't know why. <laughs> and, um, but then like, I knew them, uh, when I was a mental, um, health worker and I was kind of dabbling in that new age spirituality and I was like, wow, these people are fucked. <laughs> like they uh, can't, um, <laughs> follow a train of thought. Some of them, um, they, their relationships, their personal life is falling apart. Their children aren't talking to them. Their husband's divorcing them. But they're so confident in that they are just a being of light here to serve and to help and to heal. And like, maybe not. I don't know. Like, maybe you're just one of the people that's like not wanting to deal with reality. Because isn't that what we're doing most of the time is trying to avoid difficult emotions. Mm, yeah. yeah. This is where I go off on my emotion. Yeah. Soapbox. Have you heard this before? I probably like, have, but yeah. once a week at least. Once a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like a lot of our world's problems are based on people trying to avoid feeling difficult emotions, trying to avoid the cosmic void of our existence and that we don't really know anything. And so we have to avoid that by creating all these other things and feeling like we have a purpose and we're out to serve and everything has meaning. And it's like, Oh, wow. It seems empowering at first, but mm. then, but then it exhausts you. Yeah. Well, and, and just trying to piece together all of it and make it fit your current worldview. Cause like going back to my mom, who's my biggest woo experience. Cause woo, <laughs> woo, woo. woo, she goes, woo that woo. But she is Mormon, a devout Mormon, and she, and she's been getting into all of this new age, and just the way she has to twist her beliefs to fit with her Mormonism, because you know they, because Mormonism and new age tend to, you know, clash mm. <laughs> quite a bit. Yes, but I've seen a lot of people make it work. Yeah, that's, but it's a lot of twisting and a lot yeah. of that's yeah it's. It's this jumbled, weird ball of, uh, of convincing yourself that it's true, and it it's like, well, how about you just get rid of all that, start thinking logically or critically about it, and see where it takes you. Uh, yeah, that is easier said than done. Though. <laughs> yeah, that is no, the it problem. is hard. It's hard to do because we're so emotionally driven, and we have this need or belief that we should be happy all the time. This is also my other soapbox of like, life sucks, yay. We exist and we get to experience this shit show. Um, and we just get to learn to deal with all these uncomfortable feelings. Like being happy all the time is not even a thing. That no, you no. can. Who's happy all the time? It's not, it's not even possible. Right? Yeah. And plus anyone, I never trust anyone who's happy all the time. Oh man, I used to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. No, actually funny story. So when we were in, in my graduate social work class, they did a test and 
I don't, I don't remember exactly what the test was, but it was essentially like a happiness scale. <clears throat> and the teacher gathered all the test results. It was anonymous. And he said, there's two people that scored really high. And I knew that one of them was my test. <laughs> and okay, this, of course, I was happy because uh, I was naive. I was ignorant. The world was simple. I mean, I, I loved that part of me that just was idealistic and loving and open until she got totally taken advantage of and, um, you know, beaten down and realized that I have to, like, actually be skeptical about things or people are going to take advantage of me. I'm going to make choices that fuck up my life, right? Mm. So that this was her back then, mm. pre-really getting beaten down. And... Um, so yeah, this one guy in the class was like, are these people just fooling themselves? Like, how could they score that high? <laughs> are they lying to themselves? And I just look at, back at that now, because at the time I just was like, oh, it's so funny that he thinks I'm lying to myself. And now I'm just like, oh, it's so funny how much I was lying to myself. <laughs> um, not to say that I'm not happy with my life, but... Oh, yeah. um, I think, I think you have to be able to embrace the uh, the darkness. The darkness, <laughs> exactly. You just can't avoid it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean skepticism is all about, or the the worldview of skepticism is all about um, accepting reality for what it is and finding your own your own purpose, your own uh, your own way to navigate it and. And, you know, not, not accepting the status quo of that answer. <laughs> I guess, how does that look like for you? How does that look like that's for a, me? That's a lot of words. Oh, that's a lot of words. But I'm like, yeah, <laughs> words and stuff. But what does, that, what does that even mean? Well, I mean, it's... The default position is to remain skeptical. Um, so but not someone, just of other people's thinking, but of your thinking. Of your thinking, exactly. So how it looks like for me is like on a day-to-day -day basis, if somebody comes to me and says, this is happening, I, I immediately like, well, that would suck, but, you know, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll sit on it for a minute. So you're basically not jumping to any quick conclusions. Exactly, yes. And I think... You're, you're going through slow thought processes to make decisions to mm -hmm. decide if you're going to accept information or not. Exactly. But always being willing to readjust if you get new information. Yeah. And that actually does take a lot of pressure off. Like, I find you can be a lot more chill <laughs> if you have that kind of attitude because you can... Uh, you're, you're not panicking and acting on a rush, on a, on a, on a rash decision. Um, you're taking the time to think about it. You're, um, you're applying, you know, old knowledge. You're, you're experimenting more. Well, and you're not gaslighting yourself. And you're not Can gaslighting I say that? Yourself, because yeah. I feel like that was a lot of how the system was set up before was, yeah. this is the mold you need to fit in. And you can, there's just a level of like, well, this doesn't feel right to me, but this is what's expected. So I guess I'll just do yeah. that, you know, <laughs> or if someone else is telling me this is right, but I don't feel it's right. Maybe yeah. they're right. 
Yeah, like there, there's a lot in the spiritual community. There's a lot of like you know, be true to yourself, be true to who yeah, you are. Yeah, but I found so much of the opposite of that. Exactly, that's what blows my mind. Exactly. So I feel like in my skepticism, I've been more true to myself than I ever have, and yes, I think that absolutely. is what makes me happy. Yes, like that's what's led me to this. Like, I mean, I I could tr- honestly say where I am today is the happiest I've ever been in Agreed. my entire life. And like that is brought to you by skepticism. Brought to you by skepticism. <laughs> and brought to you by that um, freeing sense of being true to yourself and not, and just walking your own path. Yeah. Um, but in a like skeptical way. I guess that's a, so confusing to like try to explain, but it's like, it's, because I, I do feel the same way. Like I'm not listening to anyone else who's telling me who I am and who I should be and what I should do. I'm listening to myself, but I'm also realizing, well, my feelings don't always tell the truth. Yeah. My thoughts don't always tell the I truth. I lie to myself on a daily and basis. And so <laughs> it's, it's not just like, well, this is what I think and this is what I feel because this is, that's what I saw the light workers doing. This is what I think and this is what I feel and so this is true. It just is what it is. And if you're not feeling it, it's because you are not evolved like I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's honoring that, but also being skeptical of it at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. do I need to listen to this emotion, or can I be skeptical of it? Mm-hmm. Like, is this thought real, or am I just thinking weird shit again, mm-hmm. right? And it gives you a process to actually go down of, let's really look at this logically. Let's apply logical fallacies. Let's understand human behavior, and could I be fooling myself? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah, I feel you. That's where I'm at. Yeah, and uh, I've definitely had some dark days, but my ability to manage them has been way, way better without the new age spirituality. Yeah, that used to tie me up in knots, and I just my perfectionist personality came out, and I just felt like I had to be responsible and perfect and do everything right oh yeah like mm. I mean, if you believe like, in wow. karma or like everything i do has an effect on everything else right. like, that's a lot of pressure oh man i my reiki practitioner actually like she didn't want to kill bugs because she was worried about bad karma yeah you know what i mean i'm like there are murderers out there getting away with it i mean think about serial killers <laughs> that like just lived a happy life with their family till they were finally discovered you know mm. they didn't they didn't meet any karma but you're worried about killing a bug like that's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of pressure women are putting on themselves like why are we doing this mm-hmm. like can we just stop can we can it just be like a girl's bathroom at a bar where we just validate the shit out of each other instead of being like I've received this information for you uh, and this is where you need to fix yourself and heal, you know, so that we can be more evolved. Nah. Eh. Eh. More validation. Realize we're all on a rock spinning at 300 and something miles per second. And uh, validate the shit out of each other. Validate the shit out of each other. Brought to you by skepticism. Brought to you by skepticism. (laughs) I think that's good. Yeah. Yay. Second podcast. Second podcast. Woo. Woo. All right. This I feel a little been... bit like Wayne and Garth oh, when we do yeah. that. Because didn't they do that in Wayne's world? They'd yeah. like, woo, woo, after the show. Yes. And then they'd do like the salute, like Claudia Schiffer, 
We salute you. <laughs> Shawing. Shawing. Yeah. Yep. Except we're we're sapiosexuals, mm. so we're shawinging skepticism. Mm. Skepticism. Mm. We salute you. Shawing. Shawing. <laughs> uh, look for a, our next year. We do plan on join or on going to the energy healing conference. We will be buying a booth. If you is would this like, located in Utah. This is located in Ogden, Utah. Salt Lake. Ogden, okay. uh, Ogden is the last location it was in. I think it does change around. Okay. Uh, so we will see. So look for that announcement. However, um, I am looking for people to help run the booth, and I would like some volunteers. So feel free to contact us at beehiveskeptics at gmail.com for more information on that. That's it. Yay! Yay! Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us.